Shalom. Holy Scriptures and Israel is a ministry designed to share with the Jewish people the good news of the Lord Jesus Yeshua the Messiah and to instruct Christians on the Jewish roots of their faith. And now, teaching God's Word from a Hebrew Messianic perspective, here is Gideon Levitam. Shalom everyone, this is Brother Gideon Levitam, continuing the wonderful study together with you of the seven feasts that God gave to Israel found in Leviticus uh, chapter 23. These feasts are fascinating. As we go through them one by one, we learn uh, that these feasts, in Hebrew, Moadim, are not only given to Israel in order to be kept every year in their season, but they are prophetically really present before the reader, Israel, and all those who read the scriptures, present before us the plan and the program of God for all humanity. It's wonderful to know that our God loves us, he cares for us, and He wants us to enjoy Him and to realize that we are here to learn from Him, to live life for Him, and ultimately to enter into this rest that He provides for those who believe on Him. So today I would like to deal with the Feast of Shavuot. In Hebrew, the word Shavuot simply means weeks. Those who speak English call it weeks or Pentecost in the Greek. Why? Because the number 50 in the Greek is Pentecost, but in Hebrew it's simply called the Feast of Shavuot. It is found in Leviticus chapter 23, verses 15 to 21. And I just would like to remind you in a few, a few minutes that we have already covered three of the feasts. Pesach, Matzot, Katsir, or Bikurim in Hebrew. Passover, Unleavened Bread, and the Feast of First Fruits. We have already learned that those or these three feasts represent or pointed not only to past history where our forefathers, the Jews, came out of the land of Egypt, but they also point to the future, meaning that the Messiah will come and he will become the Lamb of God, and his life will be so pure because of who he was, sinless, undefiled, the unleavened bread, and that he will die, but he will also rise represented by the Feast of First Fruits. And as we know from history, Yeshua, Jesus, from Nazareth. He was born to the Virgin Miriam. He indeed lived a perfect life. He was sinless. He was Chagamatzot. But he died. He became the Passover lamb because he must die, my dear friend. If there will ever be salvation for anyone, somebody must pay for our sins. Unless you want to pay it on your own. And because you can never atone for your own sins, praise God that the Mashiach 
atoned. But not only atoned, he became the Lamb of God who took away the sin of this world, as John 1.29 tells us in the Brit HaChadashah, in the New Testament. But we also learn that at the Feast of First Fruits, it represents the Messiah, Yeshua's resurrection. The Lord Jesus, the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, did not only come and live and die, but he was raised. On the first day, the, the day after the Shabbat, the first day of the week, Yom Rishon in Hebrew, he rose from among the dead. And then we find out now in the next feast, and notice I'm just going to read a couple of verses in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 15. Now the Lord is expecting from his nation Israel to begin to count, notice, verse 15, And ye shall count unto you from the morrow, from the morrow after the Shabbat, from the day that he brought the sheaf of the wave offering, seven Sabbath, or seven Shabbatot, shall ye be complete. And Israel was to count seven, seven Sabbath, which means Sheva Shavuot, Sheva Shabbatot. Seven times seven. Seven times a week you have seven days, 49 days. Israel is to count from the days after the Omer was presented before the Lord. You remember the first fruits, the Omer was presented before the Lord. Israel now is to count seven times seven, 49 days. And notice what it says in verse 16, even unto the more after the seventh Sabbath shall ye number 50 days. 50 days. Hamishim. That's where you get the Greek word Pentecost. The Hebrew Hamishim. That feast called in Hebrew Shavuot because of the fact that Israel was to count seven Shavuot, seven, seven. It's called Shavuot. And now we learn that the following feast is no longer in the month of Nisan. Because on the 14th day of the month of Nisan was Pesach. The 15th day is the unleavened bread. The first day after the Shabbat was the first fruit. Now from that first fruit day when the first fruit was waved before the Lord, Israel is to count 50 days. And then notice, this is very fascinating. I really love this passage because it really represents the plan and the program of God. It says in verse 16, Even unto the morrow after the seventh Shabbat shall ye number fifteen days, and ye shall offer a new meal offering unto the Lord. This is verse 16. A new meal offering. In the Hebrew, it is called Mincha Chadasha Le'adonai. Why is the new meal offering? Not the old one, which was already offered before the Lord, but a new one. This is important to uh, look at the word new, chadasha in Hebrew. Because here God is teaching us a lesson because something new was going to happen. And that this new, you might say, new thing that is going to happen, going to really bring a joy and a blessing to the world. You notice also, another interesting thing, the following verse, verse 17 says, You shall bring out of your habitation two wave loaves of two tenths deal, and 
they shall be of fine flour, they shall be baked, notice, with leaven, they shall be first fruits unto the Lord. So now God is saying a few things to Israel. Israel, now after the first fruits was, was presented before me, you count from that time, from that day, which is Yom Rishon, the first day, Sunday, as we call it today, but it's the first day in the Hebrew. You count from that day 50 days, then you will present before me a new, notice that, a new meal offering. But this meal offering is going to be new in more than one sense. Number one, it will be two wave loaves, not one. And number two, in these two wave loaves, you must put leaven inside. It says, bake it with leaven. Bake it with leaven. Very interesting. The reason that it is so interesting, because in the earlier chapters of the book of Leviticus, God did say to our forefathers that in verse 11 of chapter 2, No meal offering which ye shall bring unto the Lord shall be made with leaven. Why? Because leaven represents sin. Chametz. Leaven represents sin, and we already said that in the person of the Messiah, Yeshua, as the one who fulfilled the, the promise of the Lamb to come, there was no leaven in him. But this time, Israel was to offer two wave loaves with leaven, and those wave loaves are to be new meal offerings. Now, this is essential because, again, to remind you that God in his plan, in his program, he has a purpose. He wants to bring a blessing to the world. Look at this, my dear friend. There are millions of people in this world. And all of us, whether we are Jewish or whether we are gender, we all need a, a redeemer. We need a savior. And God through these next feast that is now we are speaking about, he wanted to bring to himself the nations of the world. In a sense, what God is saying to Israel through this feast of Shavuot, you know, the feast that we are bringing this new meal offering, these two wave loaves which have leaven inside, God is really saying to Israel that a new thing will begin. And that new meal offering represents the new, the Brit HaChadasha, the new covenant that God has established through the person of the Messiah to bring a blessing to the whole world. And since the time that Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, died some 2,000 years ago, this new meal offering, this Brit HaNashah, have already begun. And this covenant, the new covenant, is a covenant through the blood of the Messiah which produces blessing to whosoever will believe on him. It is interesting. That in the next verses, even though Israel is to offer this new meal offering, these two wave loaves, which had to have leaven inside, representing Jew and Gentile, which have leaven sin in us, 
Along with that, verses 18 and 19, Israel was to offer along with that sacrifices, blood sacrifices. Why? Because if we are going to be accepted by the Lord, by God, sacrifices had to be offered. You see, all these sacrifices that our forefathers offered every day, every week, every month, every year, they were not offered for nothing. They pointed to the coming Mashiach who will come and he will become the redeemer, the deliverer, the one that will take away the sin of this world. He will never need to repeat it. His death and resurrection as as those animals had to be killed again and again and again, he died once. In order to, you might say, provide redemption for mankind. And in these two wave laws, which have leaven in them, which is a new, new chadasha, it's a, it's a new meal offering, it's a new covenant that the Messiah had provided now for all those that will only trust in him. This is a representation of sinners, Jewish sinners or Gentile sinners who believe on the person of Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, and they have entered into the promise of blessing and salvation. Now notice I would like to mention that it is very interesting that this expression, new meal offering, remind us of what the prophets of Israel have spoken about later on. If you remember the prophet Yirmiyahu, Jeremiah, Jeremiah in chapter uh, 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 31, he wrote, I want you just to read it with me for a moment. Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 31, we read, when Jeremiah was observing the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem, and he was weeping, when he observed the poor in Israel taken captive by the Babylonian, when he observed the the walls of Jerusalem destroyed and the temple burned with fire. On the ninth day of the month of Av, 586 BC, he was a weeping prophet. And here, in the midst of all that, God gave a promise to Israel. He says, listen, Israel, you you have disobeyed me. I will have to disperse you. I will have to hand over the kingdom to the Goyim, to the Gentiles, and the time of the Gentiles will begin with Babel, Nebuchadnezzar. But Israel, I'm going to make a promise unto you. One day I'm going to make a new covenant with you. You fail to obey the old covenant, the Mount Sinai covenant, but I'm going to make a new covenant with you, Israel. And we read, in verse 31, Behold, they come, says the Lord, that I will make a new covenant. Brit Chadasha. You see the new meal offering. New meal offering. New mincha. New Brit Chadasha. The new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. And notice this, verse 32 of, the, of Jeremiah 31. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Mitzrayim, the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break. Yes, we have broken the law. 
all of us. Doesn't matter whether whether if they did covenant, the Torah Moshe, if it was given to any nation in the world, any nation will break it because of our sin nature, your sin nature, our sin nature. But notice what God said. You have broken the law, although I was a husband unto them, says the Lord, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their inward parts, and I will write it in their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. You see, beloved friend, God promised to make a Brit Chadasha, a new covenant with our people, Israel and Judah. And this promise he kept. We broke the law. And on the basis of the law, we could have never be redeemed because the law demanded perfection. Because God's law is holy. Kadosh. But we are not. And that's why the sacrifices, the korbanot in Beit HaMikdash, in the temple, only pointed He's coming. The Messiah is coming. He will shed His blood. He will be the Lamb of God that will take away the sin of this world. And indeed, He came. And as you and I have already looked over the first three feasts, the Messiah, Pesach represented the death of the Messiah. Unleavened bread represented the fact that he was sinless. First fruits represented the fact that he will be the first one to rise again uh, from the grave, that God will take him and will place Yeshua the Messiah at the pinnacle of the universe, at his right hand. Sit down at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. And he was the one that provided the Brit Chadasha, the new covenant. In this new covenant, both Jewish and Gentile individuals that will trust in him will become one in that one body called the body of Mashiach, the body of Christ, the body of Messiah, Guf HaMashiach. And so we read this in the promise in Jeremiah chapter 31, In verse 31, 32, and 33, that a new covenant will be based upon the promises of God to his people Israel. We also want to point that in Luke chapter 22, before Yeshua died, he did say, in Luke chapter 22, verse 19 and 20, as he was sitting at the Passover table, in the city of Jerusalem with his disciples there during the feast of Pesach he took the bread the matzah and he gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it unto them saying this is my body which is given for you this do in remembrance of me I'm going to die and I'm going to give my body for you my life for you and then he continued in verse 20 and he said after he took the cup, after supper, the Passover supper, and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. Oh, what a wonderful truth to learn. You see, we have broken the law, which made it necessary 
to have a new covenant. We have broken the Mount Sinai covenant. Brit Sinai, we have broken. We have failed, all of us. But God graciously promised to provide Brit Chadasha, a new covenant. How wonderful to know that we can come to God not on the basis of the one covenant that we broke, the holy Torah Sinai, the holy covenant of God that shows His holiness, only to show how unholy we are, how sinful we are. And God knows it. And all the Torah, all the Torah was pointing to the Mashiach who would come in the fullness of the time to become the Lamb of God, the Passover Lamb of God. And surely, beloved friend, look at this. Here we have this cup is the cup of the New Testament in the New Covenant in my blood. You remember we talked about Yeshua's death, burial, and resurrection? Just before Yeshua went to heaven to glory, Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, said to his disciples, as we read in Acts chapter 1, it is in the Brit HaKadashah now, in the New Testament, in chapter 1 and verse 3, we read that he showed himself alive. This is the first fruits, resurrection. He arisen. He showed himself alive after his death by many infallible proofs and being seen of those disciples, according to verse 3, for 40 days. And he spoke with them of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. The Lord Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, spoke with his disciples for 40 days. You remember that in Leviticus chapter 23, we read that the Feast of Shavuot will be 50 days after the Feast of First Fruits. Well, here he rose from among the dead, but he didn't go yet to heaven. He remained here for 40 days and he taught the disciples, the Talmudim about the kingdom of God that he is yet to come in the future when Israel will be restored as a nation. But you notice they ask him, in the same chapter in Acts 1 verse 6, they therefore were come together, they ask of him, of Yeshua, of Jesus, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And look what he said. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost parts of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. It's fascinating. You know, it's really moving to think that 40 days after his resurrection, Yeshua remained on earth. And what did he do in these 40 days? He taught the Talmudim, his disciples, the kingdom of God will come 
it's not yet the time for Israel to be restored. They will be restored. Israel will be restored. Not at this time. In the meanwhile, you are going to receive the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit of God. You will receive this power, the person and the power of the Holy Spirit. He will unite you into this one body and you're going to preach. You're going to witness to my person and my work all the way from Yerushalayim, from Yehuda, from the Shomron, all the way to the uttermost part of the earth. And wherever you are today, my friend, the message of the grace of God, the message of the word of God, the message of the gospel of the grace of God, the Besorah of the love of God through the person of Yeshua the Messiah, and the provision of the Brit HaChadashah is still preached all over the nations of this world. And everyone, including people like myself, a Jewish boy, an Israeli boy, we became believers in the Mashiach, in Yeshua HaMashiach, in Jesus, the Messiah. And so you notice what it says, he was taken to heaven. And that reminds us of Psalm, of Psalm 110. In verse 1, the Lord said unto my Lord, Sit down at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. And Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, is now at God's right hand. He finished the work of redemption. He was resurrected. And he's taken out to heaven. He fulfilled the feast of Pesach. He fulfilled the feast of unleavened bread. He fulfilled the feast of first fruits. And now he's taken to heaven. And now, with the promise of the Holy Spirit to come, the fulfillment of the feast of Shavuot, the feast of weeks, the feast of Pentecost will come to fruition. And you remember, it was to be 50 days after the resurrection after the first fruit. Well, he was teaching his disciples according to Acts 1 and verse 3 for 40 days. There are 10 more days left. And so he told them, go back. Go to Yerushalayim back from Mount of Olives, crossing the, the Kidron Valley. Go up to Mount Moriah to where the temple was and wait for me until I will send the promise of the Father. And you notice, they looked towards heaven and he was taken. He went. And you know, it is amazing. Right now, as I'm speaking to you, we have a man in heaven. A resurrected man who will never die. He is there, the Messiah Yeshua is in heaven, representing many who will die and will be resurrected and will be taken to glory will never die again. He became the first fruits of them that slept one day when there will be the resurrection of all believers never to die anymore. You see, many people rose in the past history, but they died again. Like Eliezer, Lazarus, and many others in the day, Talita, and others that have risen from among the dead, even in the days before the Messiah came in the history of our people Israel, but they died again. But he rose never to die anymore, to become a representative of all those that will trust in him, who will rise one day, will never die again. 
And so now, 40 days after, he had been taken to heaven. We read in chapter 1, in, uh, in verse uh, 12, they return, uh, then return they unto Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, which is from Jerusalem about a Shabbat day journey. You see, they return, they crossed the Kidron Valley, went back to the city of Jerusalem, and waited for the next 10 days, 40 plus 10 made 50, Pentecost, Shavuot, the Feast of Shavuot, when the Holy Spirit of God will come and will unite believers, Jew and Gentile, represented by the two wave loaves, which has leaven in them, into one body. And the age of the assembly will begin. You see, notice that, Acts chapter 2, in verse 1, it says, And when the day of Pentecost, when Shavuot finally came, was fully come, you see, 50 days, Shavuot comes 50 days after the feast of first fruits, after the resurrection of the Messiah. Yeshua was 40 days with the disciples in Yerushalayim. Ten more days later became the Feast of Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Pentecost. Notice what happened. They were all in one accord, in one place in Yerushalayim there. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the ha- all the house where they were sitting. These are early Jewish believers in the city of Yerushalayim. We read about 120 of them were there, and they all were filled with the power and the person of the Holy Spirit of Ruach HaKodesh. And they were, you might say, united into one body. Preaching from there on the message of the gospel of the grace of God to the Gentile and the Jews and the Gentiles all over the world. And whoever truly, truly, sincerely, confessed his or her sins and truly admitted that they are sinless and hopeless without redemption. They are lost and they have accepted by faith the person and the work of the Lord Yeshua the Messiah. They became part of that body of believers. In Hebrew, we call it Guf HaMashiach, the body of Messiah, the body of Christ. And remember, two loaves, new meal offering. In these two laws, there is leaven. Sinful people are enter into that one body on the basis of their faith in a sinless one, Yeshua Jesus from Nazareth, the Messiah of Israel and the Savior of this world. And notice what it says in Acts chapter 2. It says, And there appeared unto them a cloven tongues, like as of fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. In other words, they were filled with Ruach HaKodesh. They were now became beloved friend, people that were filled by the person of the Holy Spirit of God. And now they've been united into this one body. And it says that they began to speak with other languages as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now why? Why were they equipped with the possibility to speak in other languages, leshonot acherim or acheron. Why? Because they are now going to present the message of the gospel to the whole world, Jewish and Gentile individuals who will come to recognize 
they've broken the law and they deserve to be punished. But God provided a new covenant, a Brit Hadashah, on the basis not of works of men, but of the bloodshed of the Messiah, who did not only cover, atone, make kapara, made a kapara, no, he removed the sin of this world from the presence of a holy and a righteous God, that whosoever will believeth on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. This is the the plan of God in the Feast of Shavuot, where the Holy Spirit of God will come down. Now we have a man in heaven and a divine person on earth, Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit of God. And his ministry is to present the Mashiach, the Messiah Yeshua, before every one of us, including you today, including me today. Have you realized the meaning of the Feast of Shavuot, weeks, Pentecost? Have you realized is that now we have the new covenant, the Brit HaKadashah, which was made according to Jeremiah chapter 31 with the household of Israel and the household of Yehuda. And while Israel is not yet a redeemed nation waiting for the future day, which will surely come to pass, the message of the grace of God is going to all the world, to Jew and Gentile alike. Yehudi v'goy ke'echad. So how wonderful. We read here in this passage in Acts chapter 2, that they were presenting the message of the grace of God. Notice that it says here in verse 11 of Acts chapter 2, at the end, we do hear them speak in our own language the wonderful works of God. You see, my dear friends, the Feast of Shavuot, weeks, Pentecost, is in the plan and the program of God is that which God have intended to do all along. That Jewish and Gentiles who are sinners by nature, they can receive this new covenant and enter into that relationship with God on the basis of the blood that was shed by our Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, when he died on that Roman cross. And now, there is one body awaiting the day where we will be taken to be with Yeshua in heaven, and then he will begin the restoration of our people of Israel in the fall feasts of the Lord, which we're going to be discussing this later on. Notice what we read in the apostle Shaul Paul wrote to the Corinthians. Notice he said in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 13 it says, For by one spirit we are all baptized or put into nitbalnu into one body whether we be Jewish or Gentile whether we be bond or free and have been all made to drink into one spirit. Ruach Echad. So, what is the lesson? 
The lesson is very simple. Pesach, Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, died. He shed his precious blood. Unleavened bread, matzot, Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, is sinless. No leaven in him. That's why he was qualified to become the sacrificial lamb. First fruits, Chaga Katsir, is the resurrection of the Messiah. God could not leave him in the grave. He arose. He arose. He is not here. He is risen. Now the Feast of Shavuot, weeks, Pentecost, speaks about the birth, you might say, of the assembly, of the ecclesia. The new covenant had been established on the basis of the shed blood of the Messiah. And now you and I, who are Jewish and Gentile, who are truly believers in Messiah, we are forgiven. And we have entered into that one body by the Spirit of God, by Ruach HaKodesh, because of the finished work of the death and resurrection of the Messiah. He pleased God. And on the basis of His resurrection, we have been accepted. And we have entered into that one body. And that one body is now is found and presented today everywhere in the world. Wherever there are truly, sincerely believers, not people who say that they are believers, but people who are truly born by the Holy Spirit of God. Born again. Noldu mechadash. Born by the Spirit of God, born again, they are part of this body. A composition of Jewish and Gentile believers in a Messiah, seen with the two wave loaves which have leaven in them. While we are sinners by nature, yet we are forgiven. Praise God. And it is all because of who Yeshua is is and what you have done. Praise God. And so today, my friend, as you listen to this message, I challenge you to read the scripture. Read Leviticus chapter 23 and see how every moed, every feast is part of the plan and the program of God. May you consider him to be a Lord and Savior and Mashiach. This is our prayer. So we give thanks to the Lord for the time that we had together. And in the meanwhile, we say to you, Shalom, Shalom.